Well, first of all, I'd like to uh, just thanks for coming and talking and chatting with us today. For everybody out there, uh, we've got some beautiful woodworking to talk about here today. And I don't know a lot about it. I don't know a lot about the process and everything. So hopefully that'll be some things that we'll dive into today. And uh, I guess if you'd like to just go ahead and start, just introduce yourself to everybody and, and just tell them a little bit about yourself. I am Dan Scott. I am up in Marion, Virginia. I was juried in with the Southwest Virginia Cultural Center, uh, I guess about a year, maybe two years ago. Um, you know, been involved in, in various of the, the uh, little festivals that have happened down there in the lobby and tried to contribute. Um, I'm not really a business. I'm, I'm more of a hobby that, that occasionally sells at festivals and things like the Cultural Center. Um, I like to be able to go and donate pieces. So hopefully when the barter reopens, you'll see one of my pieces that is hanging there in the lobby and a, another really big, nice piece that I've done that they uh, plan on putting up for auction at the end of a year after they, they show it off and hopefully go in and provide some funds for, for the barter theater. Uh, the only place that I currently have any pieces other than on, on Facebook are at the um, Appalachian Spirit Gallery in Marion and just trying to support a, a small local, local gallery. Um, the work that I do is called marquetry and it has been around for centuries. Um, in fact, uh, I actually saw something that uh, said that Julius Caesar, one of his, his prized possessions was a, a writing desk that had, had marquetry and inlay done on it because it was so difficult to get the woods from all across the world, didn't have airplanes or fast boats or trains in that time. So being able to utilize a, a wood that came from the far, far flung corners of the, the world was, was a, a sign of prestige and power and, and who you were. All of the work I do ends up using wood veneers. They're all natural wood and they literally come from every, every continent except good old Antarctica that doesn't have a whole lot of trees. Uh, I bet not. <laughs> I, I have been involved with it for over 20 years, but when I say for 20 years, I really mean I was introduced to it and dabbled with it 20 years ago, and it's only been in the last three years or so that I've, I've really gotten back into the, the hobby and, and really started to produce and, and hone my skills. Uh, really enjoy doing it and talking about it and part of uh, 2020's um, problems with having festivals or having in person is that I don't get to sit there and chat with people and say yeah this is this is what I do and this is how I do it which I normally have a little drafting table set up and I, I sit there with my my tools and my wood and people can actually see a, a piece starting to come together and you get a lot of of synergy, I guess is the word, of people seeing and understanding what goes into it as opposed to just glancing at it and saying, oh, that's pretty and wandering off. And it, it is really neat to be able to watch uh, a craft being done in person. Uh, the, the Hungry Mother Festival, I was up there a couple of years ago and was getting to watch some pottery be made by hand. And, and that was a very neat process. And I know with yours, you said you, you started this about 20 years ago or so. How, how did you kind of get into doing this craft? I ended up, strange as it may sound, I ended up meeting a fellow that 
did marquetry uh, up at the Maryland Renaissance Festival up in, in Maryland, just outside of Annapolis. And I walked into this shop and I, I saw this beautiful work and I didn't understand what it was. And I asked questions and we became friends. And I, I asked him if he could show me, you know, some of the basics. And, and we spent a couple hours and he showed me. And at that point, he basically said, now it's up to you to figure it out. And so that's what I've spent uh, the, the remaining years going and doing and fooling around with. <laughs> And tracking down the woods, you know, getting an unusual wood, it's, it's not like doing paints where you can say, okay, I'm going to order this paint that I want, or I'll mix two paints together and, and I'll get the color or the texture I'm after. I only use the natural wood, so I am restricted to, to that as being the source for my medium. I can't go and change the wood. All I can do is find textures or colors that that will create the image or the impression that I'm trying to, to leave someone with. So there are woods out there that have red colors, yellow, white, green. Uh, there's nothing with any blues that I've seen other than like some trace trace minerals that might have been pulled up through a poplar or something. but. Most of them I can take care of. It's just the vibrant uh, primary colors that there just isn't anything in nature other than the red, yellow, and white. So a lot of times you end up using the texture, the figures of, of the wood in order to, to convey what you're after as opposed to purely color, which is, is a different way of, of looking at, at how to create a picture. And I do everything from, you know, portraits of, of landscapes to historic buildings to recently I've been going and playing with doing a lot of Christmas tree ornaments. And the reason Christmas tree ornaments is I, when I cut some of these larger sheets, the wood is, as I put it, too pretty to, to burn, but too small to keep track of. So I've, I've ended up using a bunch of those small pieces and setting them aside and then using them to, to create these small ornaments. So that, that, that's been a fun, fun thing to do the last couple of months, and it's been well received. I would say this time of year, especially, and, and I was thinking while you was telling me that, so when you're going to create a project, I, I guess it could work both ways, but when you go to select wood, do you go out and find a piece of wood that kind of inspires the artwork that it turns into, or is it the other way around that you already have this idea and you try to find that piece of wood that's going to work for it, or does it just work both ways? It really depends. It goes both ways. Sometimes I'll see a piece of wood and I immediately know, okay, I want to do this type of picture. And so I'll start looking for an inspiration to, to utilize that wood in. Other times, you know, you'll see something and you'll set it aside and say, okay, the next time I have a, a particular subject that might be able to incorporate this idea, I, I've already put it aside and put a little marking on it of use this for for ground or for a, a waterscape or whatever. Hmm. I end up doing pieces that just catch my attention. I also do commission work for people and I'm gonna see if I can flip the screen around, but I ended up having a fellow that uh, asked me to do a Kentucky uh, Derby scene. And he actually ended up pulling it off of a Kentucky bourbon bottle and just basically took a photograph of it and sent it to me. And it was up to me to figure out how to make it all work. 
And this piece is in progress, so it'll give you more of an idea as to what's done and how. Here there we, we go. go. Oh, okay. You have it live in person. Yeah, that's even better. Yeah. So in this case, you know, what I did was, you know, I created bits by bit. So I ended up doing the, the background, which shows the Kentucky Downs and, and the historic structure. And then I ended up going and creating the pieces for the horses. And I'm not certain what kind of fidelity, but if you can see, you know, there's lots of different texture there and changes of color that give you depth to it. And then afterwards, you end up playing where you end up pulling a bunch of different woods and saying, okay, you know, what kind of impressions can I get? And in this case, I ended up sending, I don't know, 15 different options to the, uh, the person who's commissioned this. And he is having the uh, ability to go and uh, choose which one would work best for him and his family. So that's a lot of fun, too, is allowing somebody to personalize a piece and, and feel like they're invested and, and they've had input on, on the final creation. It's it's really neat. I was looking at uh, your a few different options that you had on the Facebook post, and it's and it's like the wood itself is making like clouds in the sky. It's creating that background, that atmosphere. I think that's really neat how you can, you know, change these different things, and and you find exactly what you need in nature, and it's just like it's there for you. So that's that's really neat. I end up having about a hundred and fifty different types of trees, and then within those. There may be anywhere from two to as many as six or seven different kind of variations on the figures, depending on how they cut the wood. So, you know, you, you've heard of bird's eye, and then there's burls, and, and there's all kinds of different figures that give you specific features, even if the color is pretty much the same. But then I can also go and, and change the direction of the grains going say left to right or up and down and that changes the way our eyes perceive the color and it'll also give it a three-dimensional depth so that it's, wow. it's no a flat plane that if you take say a piece of mahogany and you set if, if you have a leaf and you cut it down the middle and you have one grain going 45 degrees to the left and then you have the other grain going 45 degrees to the right all of a sudden there's this leaf that's just popping out of the excuse me popping out of the picture at you so there's lots of little tricks and fun things to do now I, that's why i keep looking off to the side checking out some of these pieces as you talk about that and i can i can see exactly what you're talking about and that's that's unbelievable and i, I saw the image that you uh referenced to make that jockey picture or the, the kentucky derby picture and that's that's remarkable at how, how closely similar those are. I mean, it's like side by side, it looks like, you know, that you just turn that picture into wood and that's, that's amazing. So with this process, uh, I guess what's some of the ways that you go about it? I know like people make furniture, you have these big machines that, that spin and turn and you, you have your tools to do everything. Is, is this all by hand? Is there machine incorporation as well? Or Everything I do is by hand. I end up have I end up having a hand knife that is essentially a heavy duty exacto knife. And let me see if I can pull one of those up real quick. Okay. Wow. Heavy exacto, which I have to cut a, a really, you know, quite a few times depending on what the wood is and how how thick it is and how hard it is. 
And then I also have fret saw, which anybody that deals with woodwork might be familiar with that ends up having a jeweler's blade. And that's for more brittle or, or hardwoods and uh, that, that really the blade isn't sufficient for or which are too brittle for a blade to do and they'll end up going and breaking up and chipping. So as I tell people that I'm kind of uh, giving instructions to, you always use the, the best tool for the particular, uh, particular piece that you're working on. And, and I may end up using the knife for portions and then I've got a, a uh, uh, like that fret saw I was just showing you, except it's on a, a support system that allows it to be a longer piece and to have a smoother action up and down. But everything is done by hand up until the point where I end up having to go and sand it. And uh, I really don't feel like tearing up my elbows too bad. So I, I have my little vibrating palm sander to take care of that. Very good. And when I notice the wood here is, and you said that's all natural. So you don't do, do you do any like staining or anything to the wood? Or is that just different? Wow. Okay. It is the actual wood, and we'll see if uh, this will come through for you or not, but you know, this will give you a, an idea as to the variations. Uh, let's see. So these are just all the natural woods and all my little bits and pieces. And I've just got so many different varieties that I've collected. Wow. This is actually koa from Hawaii. Hmm. You can see it's almost like yeah. iridescent. And then some stuff that you won't see a whole lot of that's uh, redwood burl. Wow. So I end up going and, and finding finding different woods and holding on to them and then using them for, let me see if I can get back. Here we go. Uh, going and, and using them for pictures, sometimes grudgingly. Sometimes I go, oh, I don't know if I want to use this piece. But, you know, sometimes you just have the, the best or appropriate for that work and, and you can't, can't choose to hold on to it and be a, a dragon sitting on its hoard. I, I totally understand it. It's similar when I started photography, I started in film and, and to this day, I would still prefer film more if it was more available. And, and it's kind of the same way. There's all these different styles and colors and, and they all work so many different ways. So it's like when you, when you choose that film, it's, it's kind of choosing how that scene's going to look. Unlike digital day, you just click a button and it's done. But I feel like that process isn't as meaningful so when you can create something with your hands like this woodworking that you're doing it's it's a wonderful process because i feel like you have a better connection with the with the artwork because you know you've made the decision for this type of wood and, and you, the story behind that piece of wood kind of like the uh the, the piece down at the cultural center in Abingdon with all the different pieces of wood from all over the different counties and and I, I like things like that because each piece tells a story. It, it has a purpose and a meaning. And, and, and when you hang something like that on your wall, it, it means something more than if you just go out into the store and buy something that was made off of a machine. So, you know, I really appreciate the fact that you spend the time to do this craft and, and put it out there and, and do these things for people the way you do. I mean, that's, it's just amazing to me. 
and even on something like Facebook, I've only found, I don't know, in the US, a couple of hundred people that, that do marketry. And there are some countries like uh, in, in Europe and, and the Middle East that, that also end up doing it. But, you know, something as, as big as Facebook that, that uh, you end up having people from all over the world searching out and looking for like-minded people the the largest group that i know of is less than a thousand people wow so you know there's there's probably a lot more people out there that do it that that don't fool with facebook or don't get it involved in the groups but that still gives you an idea and i've only met one person in the 20 odd years since i was introduced to this that uh, actually did marketry himself, not somebody who said, oh, I had an uncle or a grandfather or something like that. And that was the guy who introduced me to it. So in the 20, 20 odd years that I've been doing it, since the first meeting, I have met not met anybody in person since that actually does this. Wow. Well, let's say that somebody today that's watching or listening to this decides this is something that they want to try where, where would you recommend that they they start their journey to to see to maybe dabbling with it to see if it is something they'd like to do if there are anybody around here you know with within reasonable distance from marion that'd like to try it i'd be more than happy to sit down and show them what they what i do and and give them some oddball pieces to to take home with them i've done that for several different people that have shown interest and reached out uh there are groups that are on Facebook that can give you pointers. In fact, I've got uh, a group that I started up uh, earlier in the, in the year called Marketry Technical, which is a place for people to discuss techniques or equipment or things like that, as opposed to sites where you just put up your picture and go, look what I made, aren't I great? So um, there are some books out there, you know, Amazon, if you, if you put in marketry, you'll find some stuff, although it's, you know, they're, they're older books. Uh, they're, most of them are more towards uh, high-end furniture, like the old Chippendales and things like that, as opposed to doing pictures. Um, but there, there are tutorials on marketry on YouTube, and there are books available through Amazon and other places that, you know, kind of give you the basics of marketry, but certainly not any hands-on or, or somebody that can talk to you. So anybody that, that sees this, uh, they're, they're more than welcome to reach out to me through my, uh, my Facebook page, which is Artistic Kindling. And that's my own little joke of, you know, nice, nice looking firewood is basically what it is. But... If, if you look for artistic kindling or stick that in Google, you'll immediately find me as the, the first entry. Yeah, exactly. And, and for anybody watching or listening today, I'll, I'll be sure to include links. So they'll be very easy for you to get to. If you are watching here on, on Facebook and you found the post, it'll be tagged in the post. So you can just click right away and go see some of those beautiful images of the work that he's created here. And, and I guess, Unless there's anything else you'd like to talk to everybody about today, um, I've had a great time speaking with you and learning a little bit more about this craft. And I'm sure this won't be the last time that we'll be speaking and, and learning about this. And hopefully someday soon I can get by and, and kind of watch some of this actually happen in, in real time. That would be 
a fascinating thing. Oh, is this some of the Christmas decorations? Yeah, so I didn't want anyone to think that all I do is, you know, super serious. So, you know, these, these are the kind of whimsical little, these are a bunch of variations of Christmas trees. And I, I just finished up a bunch of gingerbread men that I thought were fun. And they use up the, the, the board that I use as a backer and they use up some of the, the veneer that's like I said too pretty to, to burn but too small to keep track of so they have done very well this year that uh, lots of people have, have wanted something unique and inexpensive and so other than uh, the big pictures that either I do that you have to just say, oh, I like that or uh, commission work that, you know, of course, takes takes a bit of time and and a bit of commitment. Uh, th those are a fun little thing to play with. Definitely. And, and let's say somebody did want one of those Christmas ornaments like like myself here. Uh, where, where could we where would, what would we have to do to get one of those? Our the kindling, just reach out and okay. tell me. There, there's on the very beginning of the artistic kindling page, there are two different, uh, one is called uh, available pieces, which is the, the big pictures that are already done and are just sitting here waiting for the next festival. And, and then there's other albums, but ornaments uh, in particular, you know, you'll see them everywhere on there. And if you click on ornaments, uh, that'll, that'll show you all the ones that I've done and if it's available, I, I can send it to you immediately. And if uh, if it's already sold, I, I can do one similar, or you might find something else you like even better. Excellent. That sounds great. Well, I'll definitely go on there and get a few gifts to send out for the holidays. That seems like some great ideas. But again, thank you so much for coming on today. I've really enjoyed speaking with you, and hopefully we can get the word out and everybody can find some nice gifts for the holidays. Thank you, Chad. It was a pleasure. I really enjoyed it. I agree right there with you, and I hope you have a great weekend and enjoy this sunshine we're having before the cold starts to sit in.